0: Canadians heading back to the polls, September 20th, less than two years since the last federal election. But what will an election look like during a pandemic? Let's welcome in Dr. Laurie Turnbull, professor of political science at Dalhousie University, who joins us now on Global News Radio. Dr. Turnbull, good afternoon. Thanks for your time.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: Listen, let's start with Election Day there in Nova Scotia. Uh, How's the election been uh, rolling out there during the pandemic?
1: Yeah. um, So official election day is tomorrow, but people have been voting in advance polls and mail-in ballots. Um, To be honest with you, it was kind of a strange campaign. There have been parts of it that have been really slow and sleepy. But uh, in going into it, it looked like the incumbent, Ian Rankin, and the Liberals were really far ahead in the polls. They had a bit of a rough start out of the gate, though, and now it really looks like like we could get surprised tomorrow night.
0: All right. And uh, so first of all, let's deal with the uh, political part of it. The uh, campaign, uh, was it, uh, I guess, really hampered, somewhat uh, hampered? How did it change the dynamic uh, for the politicians in campaigning uh, during a pandemic?
1: To be honest, like, I wouldn't say that it had an enormous effect on the style of the campaign. Like, in some ways, it did in the sense that, like, like the round leaders round table was all by zoom rather than have them around the table sort of thing. But like people are door knocking here and we, I think we have like fewer than 10 active cases of COVID around that. And so it it wasn't like the campaign couldn't happen in a physical way, which I think probably helps the opposition leaders because like during 2020, we were one of the only legislatures that didn't meet at all after COVID happened, right? We didn't do the hybrid thing at all. And so the opposition parties didn't really have a chance to, you know, let voters get to know them, to put their ideas out there, to be to be seen as actively holding the government to account, like that didn't happen. And so this campaign was really, you know, that opportunity for the opposition parties to connect with voters. It was a 30-day campaign, as short as it can be. And now, yeah, like I would say, um, Premier Rankin is in for a fight tomorrow night.
0: All right. Do you expect voter turnout to be affected at all by the uh, pandemic? And uh, what sort of, uh, I guess, protocols have been put in place to make sure people can be and voters be as safe as they can be on Election Day?
1: Yeah, so we've done um, like the uh, continuous polling so that like anywhere, anytime up until I think like the end of last week and maybe even today, you were able to vote in any returning office. And so voters, and and over 100,000 people have, so, like, there's there's a lot of people who have participated in that. Mail-in ballot has also been an option, but, of course, they're not going to be able to be counted until tomorrow night when all the polls close. So, we'll see, like, overall how many people took that option. Um, But here, like, there's not a there's not like a palpable sense that people feel unsafe going to the polls. And there have been those options in the event that they wanted to go earlier. They didn't want to show up at all and do it by mail. That said to your main question, I'm not optimistic for a high voter turnout. We've seen turnout come down in the last few elections. Like Nova Scotia used to have really high turnout, but the last few times it's been like 57%, 53%. So I'm a little nervous that we're going to go below 50 tomorrow.
0: Okay. Well, there's been several provincial elections during the uh, pandemic. Nova Scotia is just the uh, latest happening tomorrow. And let me ask you uh, how that might uh, translate on the uh, federal stage, because we've been sort of wondering aloud this afternoon, what does having an election during the pandemic mean for voter turnout? Not only that, but of course, it's happening right now during the won't call it the middle of the summer, but uh, the end of the summer where you know a lot of Canadians are a little more concerned about vacation, enjoying the last few mm-hmm. sunny days and nice weather, maybe not necessarily paying attention to uh, politics. Do you think all of that might play into a, a low voter turnout federally?
1: It might. I mean, here, like I found people weren't paying much attention at first. And these days I can I can feel a bit more of a sense of buzz around it. But like, to be honest, not as much as you would see for a typical campaign. And so it's possible that, you know, the federal campaign happening, like, you know, kind of starting just as the Nova Scotia one winds up, it could be much of the same in the sense that people just aren't switching on. There's a lot going on, like even, you know, if regardless of what your, your interests are. Like there's a, not only is it summer and the time that people sort of collect themselves before the kids go back, go back to school and all that stuff. But there's a lot, a lot happening in the situation in Afghanistan. Like it's, it might be really difficult for the, for the leaders to be able to get everybody to pay attention. That said, though, you know, late, the latest sort of polling information suggests that people aren't as focused on COVID as they were people like the higher vaccination rates, low infection rates, people are starting to see a kind of way out of it. And so it could be that the federal campaign, much like the Nova Scotia one, is about those issues, like the difficult healthcare, affordable housing, uh, things like that, as opposed to COVID itself.
0: Justin Trudeau uh, said uh, yesterday in calling this election that Canadians deserve a say at a pivotal moment. His opponents are calling this nothing more than a power grab that he wants a return to a majority uh, government. And a lot of people started uh, kind of talking once again about uh, term limits and should we have uh, fixed election dates uh, in this country so that a a leader cannot just call an election uh, on a whim or to their uh, pleasure have you looked into or studied that term limits in a parliamentary system and for canadian government is that something that uh, i don't know, might uh, help us when it comes to elections
1: so we actually do have a fixed election date law it's just that there's nothing like unless we wanted to change the constitution there's nothing we can do to stop a politician to stop, sorry, to stop a prime minister from, yeah, it election. has
0: no teeth, the current law, correct?
1: Right. That's it. Like, I mean, it has teeth if the, if the politicians want to put them in there and want to actually stick to it themselves. But like, if he goes for dissolution and she says yes, then it's all good. And if we wanted to change that, we'd have to go change the constitution and that's a whole other story. But like the fixed election laws that ha- like Nova Scotia actually doesn't have one, but all the other provinces do. And there are always exceptions. There are always off-cycle elections. But I find the compliance is is higher on the provincial side than it is on the federal. But I mean, in t- 2007, all parties voted in favor of fixed elections, and we are just not doing that, apparently.
0: Do you believe that we'd have a more engaged electorate if there were fixed election dates? Because here we have the country going to the polls again uh, in less than uh, two years, and maybe there's a little apathy and a little fatigue.
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely definitely possible, and I think there's definitely a sense that you know people are aware this is a this is a very you know politically motivated election call, and that can lead to some frustration. I honestly think that that voter disengagement and uh, a sense of, of fatigue with the whole thing goes deeper than you know. There's many causes of that, and I don't think a fixed election date would be or like a, a one that actually stuck. I don't think that would be enough to help everything. I think, you know, one of the things that have come that the prime minister said when he justified this election call was to say that parliament was dysfunctional. Okay, so let's start there. Right. Like, what would it look like if parliament was functional? And what what could we do to make parliament a place where people see better ideas for problem solving? It's not so much these canned messages and, you know, ads and stuff like that. But it's actually speaking to people with authenticity about what you think the problems are and how you want to solve them. That might help voter engagement.
0: Right. I got to leave it there for now. Dr. Turnbull, really appreciate uh, the time with us uh, this afternoon. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, too. Take care.
0: You, too. Dr. Laurie Turnbull is a professor of political science at Dalhousie University.